What? I'm excited about this episode, bitch. I know it's gonna be so good, girl. Welcome back, everyone, to Comadreando Hour. Time to spill it. Woo, woo, woo. Yay. Welcome back. Yes. Today, we are comadreando about... What is comadreando, reclaiming it, and smashing the patriarchy? And before we do that, I am going to do what I always do, guys. You already know where I'm going. Check out the magazine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you haven't checked out the magazine, check it out at latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com. Uh, we have various categories from keto recipes that are Mexican-based, what, what. Uh, we have some photography. We have some reviews on skincare, makeup products. We have everything. Go check it out. And if you want to check out the podcast page, Instagram page, you can check it out at Comadriando Hour. We also have our own page from the podcast page on the website, if that even makes sense. You can check us out there. You can learn about me and Gabby. Uh, you can learn more about the podcast and check out other episodes. Um, and you can also check us out on Twitter at Comadriando Hour. Or you can email us at Comadriando Hour at gmail.com. Now, Gabby has her own hustle. Y'all already know. Where can you find Gabby? So y'all can find me in all the cute baddie Latina merch at mm-hmm. underscore Saborami underscore on Instagram. If you want to sh- shop the merch, you can also find us at saboramishop.com. Yes. So please check us out. So are you ready to have our conversation, Gabby? I'm ready. It's a very special one. It's a very special one because it literally is the title of our podcast. Well, half of it anyway. What is comadriando? What is comadriar? Who is a comadre? Yes. You want to take this one first? Yes, I'll go ahead and get us started. Um, And yeah, this is really special because this is kind of like our, you know, creation story of the podcast. Like where... Where did this idea come from, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And to to put it simply, um, you know, I think for most of us, when we hear the word comadre, we usually hear like older women, like usually they already have kids and then they choose somebody to be like their child's madrina. And then that, right. you know, that person becomes their comadre or compadre. So that's kind of like the literal... Um, definition right or the one that we we have grown up with um and for some of us who are not mothers right yeah we, we are yeah. Mother, we are mothering but maybe we don't have our own kids yet we um, have our fur babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and maybe we're you know maybe we're mothering like our Different nieces our nephews um our Aww, siblings yeah but yeah. for some of us right so a lot of times it can feel like excluded right like the señoras be like oh well we're señoras over here and even though we're like grown as women sometimes mm-hmm. we are not welcome into the señora club you know if we're not married have kids x y and z 
Mm-hmm. Motherhood is definitely a big check on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I know, like, recently, you know, my I'm like, I'm old. I'm a senora. And one of my siblings siblings was like, you're not a senora. You don't have kids. And then I was like, but I am a senora. (laughs) So what does this mean for me and Ana, right? Um, And this podcast, this space that we're trying to create. And, you know, we're basically taking this word and reclaiming it and making it ours, even if, you know, even if culturally it hasn't totally felt like we're up in that senora vibes yet, senora levels. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we old out here. Yeah. Like we, we grown. So I think we, we we deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're claiming it. Reclaiming it. Um, So to have a comadre, is basically to have a homegirl, a best friend, a bestie, a confidant, a girlfriend. Like, who do you go to to spill your secrets? Like, who do you confide in? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, to take it to the next level, comadrear is the act of hanging out with your comadre, right? Um, right. And talking to them about something and just confide again you know that word of like confiding in somebody like it's usually like a safe space right right um and this safe space though has been like definitely attacked by like outsiders right like outside eyes can be like when women are gathered it must be problematic right yes it must be bad like it says be haciendo. yep Mm-hmm. Or, or like they must these... be talking about something super like vain or unnecessary or mean, like mean girls, you know. Mm-hmm. Or even like all oh, están chismeando. Like I could, I know men sometimes are like, you better not be telling people our secrets in our relationship. Uh-huh. And <laughs> they already um, know. They They already know. They know that like what they're doing is bad, and they know that if we're in a safe space, we're probably gonna spill it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. so I think there is there is an effort to belittle like this space for women like comadrear mm-hmm. and there's an effort to shame it like, shame it yeah for sure like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be telling people your business girl what are you thinking or um, like you're not that kind of girl right like there's the kind of girl there's the kind of woman or the kind of girl kiss chismosa and then there's like the non the nice girl who obviously <laughs> is you know and gabby you know you know this because um i know you took my classes guys <laughs> in horse academy you know it's back mm-hmm, to that mm-hmm. it's like you're either this very you know quiet docile santita you know or you whatever that doesn't align to that is automatically thrown to the whore concept you know so like mm-hmm. if you had sex before marriage you're a whore if you wear makeup before you're you know an adult you're probably a whore um if <laughs> you wear short skirts and you're, a whore. Hair, you're a whore um you know so it's like is there's so many reasons to shame women and mm-hmm. and part of it does land on us congregating so when we congregate oh my god it's even worse like who who allowed these women to congregate so how can we attack what they're doing because 
they don't trust it. They don't know what we're up to. It's like, fear these women who get together. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. What's in there? You know, and that's what we want to get into. You know, there's good stuff in there. And and it's necessary. Yes. So bringing it back to like the podcast, what it means to us, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. this is our girl time. This is our femme time. Um, our time to catch up, our time to just like not be judged and you can share your feelings, share whatever's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. or memories because mm -hmm. sometimes we're triggered and, um, and I've been triggered lately and uh, Gabby can attest to that. Um, (laughs) and you don't know how to, um, express yourself because these are old things that are coming up again, you know, and, Sometimes you don't know who to trust or who to, you know, um, share these things with. So Comadriando is really special, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that our podcast is like fully giving you the thousand percent of ourselves because I'm sure we have some privacy in there. Um, <laughs> but um, I will say that. Disclaimer. Comadre, yeah, yeah, disclaimer. Um, there is if me and Gabby were alone, you know, and this wasn't being recorded and um, we would probably be very deep and raw, you know, Mm -hmm. because we trust each other. And that's kind of what we're aiming towards um, in terms of what we want to do with this podcast and how we want women to feel. We want you guys to feel safe. We want you guys to feel like, yeah, I can relate to that or, or, you know, like finally I can say that out loud because sometimes these things, you just feel them and you think them to never find someone else to actually express it with, you know, mm-hmm. and the, and that's what makes this so powerful when you can say it with somebody else, you mm-hmm. know, and validate, validate both your experiences, validate both your presence, you know, because sometimes, like you said, you feel ignored um, or completely erased. And so we're, we're seeing each other we're saying hey I see you and you see me and Mm -hmm. we see each other like we exist and this is real and this is wrong you know Mm -hmm. or um celebrate right like comadre isn't always you know negative like we're not always venting or or you know (laughs) healing trauma Um, we're also like expressing our joys our our most happiest moments in life right so Mm -hmm. um it's a very complex space, but I think um, people should have it and they should own it and they should not be afraid to do it, you know, and fuck your husbands, fuck your boyfriends, fuck your girlfriends, fuck whoever, fuck your family if they're like against it, because guess what? <laughs> We're going to tell you why you should be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also just want to acknowledge that there may be for some people it may be hard to find women who you can have this space with Mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna like go ahead and call that like it's the patriarchy you know like I think Mm -hmm. some women um like you said you know there's like the gossiping and then there's the non-gossiping right but but Mm -hmm. all those perspectives and all those things sometimes contribute to women like going against each other right yeah like I've heard I've heard uh, (laughs) men say um men close to me in my life and I'm not you know I'm not, if there's a man listening to this I'm not making this shit up y'all know it's true um <laughs> you know. It, I know I feel like there's gonna be people that are like hi Gabby but 
things like, you like, know. oh, no te juntes con esas chismosas, like, don't hang out with those okay. gossipers. Right. Um, right. You know, that woman is, is bien loca, you know, that woman is bien brava. And so then, or like, like, or, like, mm -hmm. super, like, and it's always, like, these women are, like, living life out of, like, out of the spectrum of morality and values, right? <laughs> they all of a sudden have no, you know, conscience and no, you mm -hmm, know, boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's just not true. Right. And, like, human beings are more complex. Like, you could be a hoe and you could still go to church on Sunday. Um, Thank like. You. And you're not a hoe. That's the thing. You're not a hoe. You know? Like, if you, if you embrace that, right? Like, if you, if you're, like, in control of your sexuality, you're happy with it. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, a lot of those messages turn us against each other. And yes. I, I remember growing up and feeling like, you know, like, oh, no, I can't hang out with this girl because she's too wild or she's too this or she's too that. Um, and yeah, and just like feeling like if I was doing that, I would feel if I would hang out with them or if I would engage with them, I would feel like, oh shit, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, yeah. is, is this going to affect me negatively? So I want to yeah, say like, like, all of a sudden you're guilty by association and, and you're like, <laughs> and, you're, and the, uh, so the way you're defining that quote unquote association is already wrong, right? Exactly. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's already, a, it's already problematic. So we're already have our biases because people, our families, society have already ingrained in us that these kinds of things like women getting together, women talking is bad. Mm -hmm. So just seeing it already, we categorize it even ourselves as, as something that we should be questioning or whether it's to trust and not to trust it, whether it's good or bad. Um, and that's relating to patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. The other thing, and I think you brought it up when we first had this conversation, was that people who, like ourselves, who have reclaimed it and feel like there's something there to be valued and empowering, um, that they're not just women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Comadres can also be men, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about men who maybe identify as women mm -hmm. or men who um <laughs> who can like, leave like toxic masculinity can, aside yes, for a minute and want to be in the circle like yes you know and don't mm -hmm. and don't and don't feel that negative stigma around it and actually want to be part of it you know um and i've and heard that i've heard that from dudes too being like oh my gosh conversations with women are so much more fun um, and yeah. it's because we dish it, right? Like, it's because we're more honest. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, we dish it differently, right? See, sí, también. I don't think men aren't dishing it. I think they're yeah. dishing they're it. They're talking shit. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And look at us. We're all, like, pointing fingers backwards, you know. But, um, <laughs> but I think there's truth to that, right? Like, there is patriarchal spaces, and they are misogynistic, and they can be um, dangerous, you know? Um, <clears throat> and so I think like part of it is that men do have the tendency of being together. They just aren't categorized the same way as women. Right. Mm -hmm. So they can get together and they can talk and it's seen as 
talking, it's right? Protected. Like normal talking. It's they protected. Don't have no, no negative mm-hmm. stigma around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and women talk, and it's already a problem, right? Like it's yeah. not even. It can never just be talking. There has to be something to it. I think what we're trying to say also is when you reclaim it, you're not only reclaiming how you do it, how you define it, but also who can be part of it. And so we aren't all mothers. We aren't Mm -hmm. all women, you know, Um, but we're definitely practicing the same um, knowledge sharing that has happened forever, you know, with women. Um, and indigenous women at that and we're not doing that today but like if we do look at indigenous history traditions um, even in this country as a matter of fact when the white people got here um, women were actually running the show they were the leaders of, and the white men didn't want to talk to them and they kept asking for the men and and not all indigenous tribes here but for most you know mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. it, they couldn't they couldn't <laughs> fathom or accept that women were running the show mm-hmm. even then mm-hmm. you know um and so women had to strategize around okay we'll send this fool but honestly who, they were running the show <laughs> but these white men couldn't accept that the right? women were like who do we send? <laughs> yeah who do we send pues tu esposo, yo creo. you know like so it's like <laughs> It's so interesting, like, um, how history gets erased, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we, you know, then the narrative is that men have always been in politics and chiefs have always been, in, you know, mm-hmm. the emphasis on Native sh- chiefs is so interesting because it only validates patriarchy and white colonialism, you mm-hmm. know, even more mm-hmm. because it does not acknowledge the female role. And mm-hmm. that's you know that that's bonkers that's not mm-hmm. you know there is medicine women you know or or there is women who uh are leaders of their tribe you know so it is we already can see problematic stuff from the past and yeah. then we see it still the legacies and the remnants of it as we move forward um and with that said we did want to acknowledge uh feedback we got from instagram because we did ask you guys to give us some feedback around what comadrear or comadreando meant to you guys. Like, we know what we, you and I feel about it. Because mm-hmm. obviously we started this podcast. <laughs> and we, had, we have two of them. And one of them is from Wapa Studios. Thank you, Wapa Studios. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and she says, number one, it is letting loose with your favorite girls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Number two, right? And here's where we're talking. It, it involves chisme, right? So gossip. Um, and and the part that was interesting was also that she says, always like so. The thoughts that they have is always with the women in their family, the ladies. And she says, I think of my tias and my mom getting together and just having a drink or cafe con pan. Mm. I imagine them sitting around the table talking mainly chisme and cracking the hell up, banging on each other. Really comforting memory, she says. So so cute. <laughs> I know, it's so cute. And I can picture my mom and her sister doing that, mm-hmm. you know, um, like banging on each other and like. That sounds wrong, but bagging on <laughs> like um, just making fun of each See? other, you know, poking at each other, and and at the same time, 
um, there is like a strategy behind that, I feel, you know, like when you are talking serious, there's sometimes moments that you have to laugh and giggle. And sometimes these are the only people who can get you to laugh mm -hmm. in, mom in moments where you feel so stressed, so much anxiety or so much like broken. Yes, that 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 moment that you get to breathe and laugh and just feel joy, it feels like you don't even understand. It just feels like a huge weight is lifted for a second and you can finally breathe and see things, you know, and, and, and feel good about yourself, which you may not be having been feeling for a while, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so like getting together and, and giving that to each other is also very powerful, mm -hmm. especially when we talk about domestic violence mm -hmm. or or trauma um and healing and i think right? so to just to add to that i think and i don't want to say that yeah. one replaces the other but i think that in in most of our families um you know mental health resources are not available um yeah. they're not easily accessible i don't want to say because you know i know that if you really want to i know if you really want to do something yeah. you can do it right Yeah, um right but that takes a lot and um and sometimes it's expensive and sometimes it's really hard and sometimes the therapists suck and they don't understand you um so then you get frustrated and you don't want to go back <laughs> and you don't want to go through the route of going through multiple therapists yes. until you find the right yes one, right you don't want to be gold like <laughs> you have your problem you know <laughs> i feel Help, like with you know? with comadreando and and i'm gonna just be really clear it doesn't completely replace that support right because therapy is very specific no to helping you yeah. learn um, coping skills, right? And learning how to manage X, Y, you and Z. You should do both. Mm -hmm. But I do, yeah. I, I want to say that in, in our communities, maybe Comadrear has created that space, right? For women or people who are not able to access those resources or not ready to, um, they're still kind of processing things with folks in their life, right? And so that's, that's really important. I want to acknowledge that too. Yeah, because that's, you know, It's important to acknowledge the complexities of it too, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's not it's not black and white. And I think that's okay, but um there's just like so much goodness that comes out of mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Do you want to read the other comment that we got? Sure. So the second comment was from one of our faithful followers, our cozy casita. <laughs> yeah, um, so our cozy casita also vends at Oja de Mi Corazón shout out Oxnard shout out shout out shout out to the women the Latina entrepreneurs out there with their businesses out there <laughs> so here goes totally agree with the above comment I feel like it was seen as a positive thing when we my friend my family or friends did it but said it with negative connotations when discussing others doing so. Almost like, mm. yeah, <laughs> almost like they're just chismosas, but we're just having a conversation over here, even though it's all the same. Wow. <laughs> this is like, I feel like this wow. is so complex that this brings back to that, the yes. dichotomy, right? Okay. <laughs> she, she came to play. She came to really have this combo. She called herself like, out. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. I love that. Like, And that's what Comadriando also is, is being vulnerable and accepting our faults as well, mm -hmm. right? Um, we're not perfect, right? 
Um, and she's acknowledging her bias. Yes. Really, that's what's going mm-hmm. on here. You know, she's saying, hey, like, we see it as positive within ourselves, but if we see it in somebody else, we're like, I essentially, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, instead of like, you know, they're also having a positive, like, conversation or, you know, just like a get together, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it- and that is what's going on, right? Like, that is what happens all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And this is what we're talking about even when we, with women against women, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is this is what's, what we're saying. Like, yeah, we'll see it in somebody else and think horrible of it. And, and let's be specific on other women because we're never placing this judgment on mm-hmm. men. <laughs> um, not to this, not to this <laughs> level of judgment. Hell no, not even close. <laughs> not even scratching the surface. No, no. You know what I mean? So we'll no. just be like we'll just but, be like, my man is trash, but he's like he's like recyclable, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Compostable. Oh, and I feel like when when we are talking about women, it's like, oh mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like I don't I don't hang out with her. I don't fuck with her. I'm not a, like she's not she's not cool, right? Like the judgment. The, the way that yeah. the judgment plays out is like next level. So what we're saying is that the misconception or the myth or the stigma that comadriando gets or the act of comadrear or even having a comadre, right? Sometimes even our comadres get attacked, right? From our spouses, our families, um, or those around mm-hmm. us, right? Um, so... We do want to also say that that's how it's perceived, but then, okay, let's talk about what really we feel is going on, right? So let's talk about not only reclaiming it because I don't feel like it ever was bad. So we're not saying, hey, we reclaimed it and now it's good. No, it's always been good, but we got to put the meaning around it to be positive so we can stop putting these negative connotation around it mm-hmm. right um because we're not saying like we're woke as generation and we all of a sudden <laughs> came up with a new version of oh brand new. like no fuck that we have a legacy of amazing women we come from who have done this and um have handled business you know have handled a full-on you know communities you know and we've lost that and we've allowed patriarchy to really take it away from us. And it continues to take it away mm-hmm. from us. And I think, um, you know, so Gabby, like, I think what we are trying to get at, right, is the positive things mm-hmm. around it, right? Yeah, like, for sure. I think we did, you know, we want to, we want to show those perspectives of like, you know, the patriarchy, how to fix women. But more than anything, we want to highlight yeah. like these positive things that happen within these, you know, comadre spaces, specifically within the Latino community, right? Like this is what we see and, and we know mm-hmm. from our own experience. Um, our own experience. And so I do want to say that women are basically the keepers of the culture and the keepers of like ancestral knowledge. Um, and when women gather, like we're passing on that information, those traditions. Um, and I can think of one just like right off the top mm-hmm. of my head, like when babies, when babies mm-hmm. are born, um, mm-hmm. obviously like nobody knows like what to do with a newborn. Like if you're just had one, right? Like when mm-hmm. we don't, we don't come with those skills. Like you just have to learn or somebody has to teach you. 
Um, right. But, you know, for example, like, you know, like when can, you know, when can I be bathe my baby? And like, what do I do when their like belly button comes off? And I just remember like being a little girl and my mom providing that space for like some of my cousins when they had babies. Oh, um yeah and obviously like I was a little kid like I didn't understand anything I didn't really care I was just like oh a baby <laughs> as, a, as an adult like I think about that and I remember like there's like very specific things that you do for babies and you don't know that unless if somebody's like sharing that with you right um right and I think unfortunately um because of the you know toxic masculinity or whatever like men for a lot of time for all of time have been clueless to a lot of these things because either they don't care or like you know the patriarchy says they're not allowed to take part in these things um right exactly. and so these these like very like precious like knowledge and traditions and culture are literally like being held by women and they're being passed down by women right um and right. so that's you know that's one one example i can think of off the top of my head yeah and I'm also thinking, okay, so, so as single women, right, we, or not single women, as women who don't have kids. <laughs> Nos van a regañar, Ana. <laughs> Nos van a regañar, oh my God. But as women who don't have kids, like, what is one, like, what is something we talk about, you know, that's helpful? Well, how about, like, our careers? Mm-hmm. You know, like, how do we talk to our bosses about a raise? How do we talk oh about... Um, <laughs> Uh, like or even like applying to college or getting financial aid sometimes like all the all this information gets passed in these spaces Mm -hmm. you know and it comes from people's vulnerability right because a lot of the time we're I think in Latina culture we're made to believe that we can do it all on our Mm -hmm. own that we're fucking badasses and can fucking just and you should just know how to do stuff Right. And I think there's truth to that in some cases, right? Like when doors are closed, yes, we are resilient and we fucking break windows. But I think that to assume that we're always going to be, you know, resilient, always know what plan B is or world is fucking fucked up. That's patriarchy. That's patriarchy telling me, hey, it's always going to be fucked up. So figure it out. You figure out how Mm -hmm. you, you know, and it's like, nah, you know, but I'm also not going to be playing the victim or you know say that I can't because I can it just sucks that you have to have extra like barriers Mm -hmm. you know like tests to get there yeah these barriers um and when we talk about comadiar or like men talking like in career places Mm. right um in the United States these men are known to go golfing (laughs) and and make full-on decisions and and agreements for big companies in these in these spaces in this very or at least to the very least saying hey let's meet up to make this big mm-hmm. decision business trip right quote unquote and, and those are those are places women aren't mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and they're not invited and then on top of that as people of color these are spaces are for a lot of us are not places we're welcomed in or nor do we feel mm-hmm. welcomed in you know so even when we are there and and there is people who are you know and and I think people are breaking out of that you know idea that golfing is just for white people (laughs) or that tennis is for white people you know because that's not Mm. true but I'm also very aware of how 
white men do mm-hmm. business, you know? And so women get shut out. This is our small break in between episodes to let you know about our sponsors. If you or anyone you know wants to start a podcast, we highly recommend the Anchor app. The Anchor app is absolutely free and super easy to use. You can record with anyone, anytime, anywhere, with your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, such as Spotify and Google Podcasts. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's absolutely free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app today or check out anchor.fm. We can't wait to hear your podcast. And and we just passed, you know, um, equal pay day. And, and when you talk about the differences in women and men's pay in the United States, when you look at even just women and, and break that apart over how much white women earn versus women of color, there's a huge disproportion oh, yeah. there even, mm-hmm. you know? So <clears throat> I think um, there's a lot against that, mm-hmm. right? And we don't get to do it. And I think, you know, how do we use these spaces as a tool to challenge some of these things, right? Um, for example if I have a certain set of skills, I have a certain experience because of my job or whatever, whatever I'm doing because of my schooling, how do I also like create a space where I can share that knowledge with my homegirls? Right. And vice versa. Like, you know, recently or not recently, but I remember a while back, I like wanted to ask for a raise and I was like so scared to do it. And you know, there's a lot that goes like that goes with asking for a raise, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to make this about that, but I was very like nervous about doing it. I didn't know how to do it. I was like, I know I deserve a higher pay, um, but I absolutely do not know how to even start this conversation. Um, and also, like, I feel like I'm gonna freak out and I might like get emotional and like want to cry, like because I'm so nervous, right? <laughs> and I remember going to my friends and my friends just giving me like the best advice and the best feedback and just hyping me up to do it and in the end in the end I was able to ask for that raise and I got it um because (laughs) (laughs) but I really needed to like have a hype team because it was something so scary and so unknown to me that if I didn't have like guidance and I didn't have the hype of my homegirls, like I would probably, it would have been so yeah. hard for me to find the courage to do it. Right. And so in thinking about that, you know, how do we use these spaces of comadrear to challenge some of these like really patriarchal systems that are really keeping women um, and femmes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down. Yeah like the glass ceiling and keeping us like poor and keeping like for example you mentioning i feel like you talking about you know men specifically white men but i could you know i'm sure men of color are are trying to model what white men are doing right um yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah you know and they're allowed to i'm not saying they're not but i'm also saying that it's a still very patriarchal Mm -hmm, attempt mm -hmm. you know and it's still 
us women out. And I think about like, for example, like business trips, right? Quote unquote, Um, (laughs) business trips, right? And and I think about like, okay, so dudes are just like in, in, in this specific example, right? Like, and I think we don't have to look too far to think of like, what type of men have been abusing their leadership roles and just going golfing over the weekend, right? Like, we don't have to think too far. I'm not going to name them, but I'm sure y'all can pick up on that. Um, <laughs> yes. este, so it's a very real <laughs> example. Um, and I think about, like, okay, wait, why aren't women going on business trips too? And a lot of times mm-hmm. it's it's a variety of things, right? Like, number one, it's like they don't have the same, like, financial access that men have right like men hold more wealth so it's like can I afford to Mm -hmm. do this business trip um the second thing in most cases like women are the primary caregivers for children and families right um and so it's like if I leave on it it can feel very selfish as a woman to say all right family I'm gonna leave and go on this business trip and go play you know secretly go play golf and just hang out and have drinks and chill um right and then exactly. feel ashamed about it mm-hmm. feel ashamed about it but it's very hard for for women Mom, to say should... i'm gonna choose this time for myself over my family right, right? and so so yeah. there are those barriers some of it is like cultural emotional but then some of it is financial right like do are women even in these leadership Absolutely. roles to begin with where they can be like yeah like yeah, I'm the boss, and I right. say we're going on this trip. <laughs> it's rare. Right. It's rare. And so, rare. Yeah. So, thinking about that, like, okay, like, how do we hype up women to take up space, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. to take up space professionally yeah. in, in the academic world, in their households, right? Like, they're already running their households a lot of the time, but they don't, they don't feel it. They don't, or they don't give themselves the credit, you know? So, I think when we gather yeah. and when we get those different perspectives from our homegirls, then we can see like, Oh yeah, like I am doing really good. Or yeah, I am a bad B and what? <laughs> or like um, the kinds of resources we do get in these spaces, right. Um, or the uh-huh. validation or the advice. Um, and like, we're both women, you know, we met in college. So it's like, I do want to acknowledge that in college, um, as a first gen student and a woman of color and, and just so like nobody really in my family, like it just having no idea what college was and trying to get into grad school was so mm-hmm. hard, you know, so I will say that these spaces allowed for me to find other women, women of color, um, who could tell me like, look, like, it's going to be hard and it's got, and you're going to get, you know, you're, you're going to be up against a lot, but as a woman, you're going to get up against a lot of times too. Right. Um, and as a woman of color, that's dark. Like I've, you know, I've been told like, you know, just, just, just know, you know, these are still things you're going to face, even when you're in a space mm-hmm. that's brown or, 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 or whatever or mm-hmm. color. Yeah, or whatever, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I think that that has been the truth, you know, and I've seen women, lighter skinned women of color get things. And I've seen um, 
the treatment I get over other women who are of lighter skin. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, I, I see it, um, but it sucks because you don't want, you personally do not want to hate that person for it because mm-hmm. it's not their fault, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if they buy into it, that's a whole other thing. Like if they know that, hey, that person's getting belittled and I'm getting, you know, pumped up and I'm okay mm. with that, that's different. But if they're just like, you know, my like uh, awkward, you know, like then you know that that person's like, I'm not trying to be, you know, yeah. superior, you know, or have a They're not doing a this to like place any harm you know? on and you really or good. like maliciously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the workplace in general mm-hmm. is already competitive. And when we talk about white folks with brown folks, it's already competitive racially. And then when you mix up gender in there, it gets even more competitive because women were always fighting for a piece of it. And as people of color, we are too. So it's mm-hmm. just, it gets really tensional in ways that, you know, it's supposed to be. And the way we handle it is where we really are being put to the test. Like, are you going to be um, conscientious of the people around you? Or are you going to be an <laughs> utter fucking asshole? You know, do whatever you want. And, and use and it. Gain yeah. something mm-hmm. out of it. You know? Yeah. And I think there is moments in which you got to decide for yourself for your own benefit what you need to do and I think that's okay but there is other instances where there can be a collective gain and people still choose the yeah, yeah, you know, personal sure. gain and so the other thing is um, so we're talking about how we talk about comadread or how we are in spaces with each other where we are empowering each other and we're passing these resources obviously right um, we're also passing culture, right? Um, and I'm I'm not trying to fall back into patriarchy where it's like the idea is women are the ones who know the culture and pass the culture mm-hmm. to the children and that's your job. No. What I am saying, though, we have been the keepers <laughs> of culture. We have been the keepers of language. We have been the keepers of all these knowledges, traditions, spiritualities. We have been the keepers, right? Um, but not... Like, I think it just, it's fucked up when you think about it. Like, oh, yeah. And I think maybe that's something that, um, you know, I mentioned, are men not interested or have they also been excluded? Right. Like, and I think it's a combination of both. Um, I know Mm -hmm. recently, like I was in Mexico and I was talking to like my partner, Tia, and she was like, oh, you know, like back in the day, like men just didn't hug their babies. They never held their babies. And then I was like, what? Um, yeah. And she's like, they just didn't. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a normal thing. And I I just had kind of like a mind-blowing thing, right? Because it's like, like, there, como dice Ana, like, yeah. there's what has traditionally happened. And do we want to be a part of it? Or yeah. do we want to actively, like, try to challenge it, create something new, right? And I remember she told me that, and it shocked yeah. me. But then I was like, oh, my God, like, that makes sense, you know, and for whoever came up with this idea, I don't know why, like, I don't know where this comes from. But this is what (laughs) this is what has been handed down generation to generation. And I think sometimes we can give off a lot of credit to men and just be like, they can't do it. They're not interested. And I think it's like. (laughs) Right. Like, number one. 
are they interested? Um, yeah. And then number two, like, can we, are there ways for us to hold them accountable, Thank right? You. And I'm not saying like, we can completely change right. the men in our lives, but is there ways to hold them accountable, right? So that, so that the, yeah. that the weight yeah. isn't completely things. of everything, of like the whole world isn't on women, right? <laughs> yeah, and we had that discussion before, right? Like we talked about it when we did our first episode, when you uh, talked about yeah. cleaning mm-hmm. at home, you know, like how you're trying to, how we try to balance that and you still feel like the bitch you know like the woman and and that the the role and the responsibilities still don't balance mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. because of patriarchy you know even when you are being putting the effort it's still mm-hmm. you've got to put way more you know um <clears throat> i also think we're talking about um and we talked about this in our last episode in astrology about how Indigenous people and our ancestors, um, I'm Salvadorian Mexican, Gabby, so Mexicana, like that oral tradition and oral history is part, very much part of our culture and our ancestors. And that that hasn't been valued by the mm-hmm. white colonizer, you know, including, you know, the Spanish, you know. So if we talk about how we were passing all of our knowledge before, or you know all this like forced societal thing you know and it's different if they if you want mm-hmm. to but this was forced you know and and then it was belittled and almost erased to pass things through oral tradition and what was being passed was also being attacked and erased so the fact that we still have a lot of our traditions and a lot of these things is is empowering and that's what mm-hmm. Comadriando has allowed, you know? So mm-hmm. why do we attack yeah. it so much, you know? Oh, because it's powerful and patriarchy. Because it's <laughs> for us to know the truth, to know that we actually had a fucking say before they came and oh, conquered, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. conquest right. came along. You're you like, know? oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> so I think that's, that's like what we wanted to talk about with Comadriando, like, we are not coming at it in terms of like, I we're just chismeando. <laughs> no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're doing deep shit, people, and mm-hmm. um, and that happens all the time. It's not just us making that effort, it's that chismeando can have you know mm-hmm. resources, you know, or that comadreando is a resource, you know, especially when we think about we talk about immigrants, like in a place you don't know, your comadres become a source of finding how to get places like on esta la marqueta mexicana where I can get el bistec cut this way. Where can I go um, you know, to get particular things that are specific to our communities that only we would know, you know? And we become each other's lifelines sometimes, you know, and that's powerful. That's power. You know, that's us saying, hey, we're not going to let them um, isolate us and alienate us. We're going to find a way to still survive and not Mm -hmm. just survive, but thrive. For sure. You know, I love that example Mm -hmm. of like, just like how one time I heard somebody say like, chisme keeps the community connected, right? And, um, and I think it's true. I think mm-hmm. we, we have to check ourselves like the, you know, like the comment that we got from our, from our audience, like we have to check ourselves when we're trying to be like, Oh, she's this type of cheese mad is good. This type of cheese mad is bad. And obviously not doing it um, to harm anyone. Right. I think that's also really something I've learned. 
Like I could be having cheeseman with Anna and we're just catching yeah. up, but it's <laughs> often, um, pero not in the sense of where like, I'm going to say all these things to cause harm or bring harm to someone else. So it's important to make that distinction. Mm -hmm. Right. Or and I think specifically right. like with un yeah. like the example you were giving about like resources, like with undocumented people, like mm -hmm. who that like who's out here? Mm -hmm. I know now more like, you know, more days there's a lot of organizations trying to provide resources to undocumented folks. But like prior, like yes, but With and thank you, you, yeah. But like prior to that, like undocumented folks were really out here like creating the like whole enter like businesses, enterprises from nothing. And that comes from yeah. being in like yes. connected communities, right? Like for example, like people come in here and they need to get like a mica like a fake mica and it's like you there's you know that type of stuff is not like written anywhere you know yes. <laughs> you need that resource and you need it to to keep doing and you know and and mm -hmm, that happens mm -hmm. in these spaces you know like um, vital vital information and it's, and it's is being powerful. shared right or like you know people are sick and it's like yep. which clinic can i go to that's not gonna ask me for my status or which clinic can I go to that it's like a free exactly. clinic right and so and so it's thinking safe. about that yeah. like how do we use language and communication to really strengthen our community um and and empower us too right because we know that these systems you know there's a lot mm -hmm. of systems in the government that are supposedly here to help us but we we know that in reality they the reach isn't as far as it should be yeah for sure and it ha and I think that and the idea is, I think, for the younger crowd that it's 2020, or <laughs> I guess we're in 2021, whoa, um, pero that, that at this point in this decade that we should be, you know, way beyond, you know, the 1930s and 40s mm -hmm. and 50s and 20s, you know, and unfortunately, we're not. You know, and that's why we still have Black Lives Matter, you know, and that's why it was still relevant. And that's why this trial is such, you know, um, the George Floyd trial is so important to us because it's still mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. okay here, you know. And um, so this podcast for us, it it carries not only uh, of a comadre, like, oh, my, me and my home, we're going to chop it up and spill it, like, we're here talking about like real shit. Like we're talking about politics. We're talking about culture. We're talking about our dreams, our hopes, our fucking traumas. You know, everything is here, guys. And and we want to acknowledge that it's powerful to be do be able to do this. First of all, mm -hmm. on like a podcast, you know, like on a platform that can reach other people. But then also that we're able to say, hey, women coming together and, and congregating and passing this knowledge and, and having these silly conversations, but also serious conversations is all part of our history and our legacy, you know, of how we have thrived among the most horrible times and peri periods and, you know, from from natural disasters to, you know, conquest and imperialism to you know, mm -hmm. it's just, we, we're here, we're here, we're still here. And, um, and this is uh, something that people should not belittle and should not shame and should not um, stop their daughters and, and girlfriends mm -hmm. and wives from doing, you know, 
um, this should be valued and actually supported. Um, you should always ask the women in your life, hey, do you need me to leave the house? Do you want to ask the women over? That should be your fucking question. It shouldn't be a scary thing, you know, to, mm-hmm. to even know that that's going to happen. You know, you should want that for, for your, your family members. Yeah, like partner or for your for your family member, for your friends, whoever, right? Um, so support it. And if you have to leave the space, mm-hmm. you know, respect it. And, and you know, do, do, do you, but then also acknowledge mm-hmm. that that has mm-hmm. to be done, you yeah. know? So for our podcast, Gabby, do you want to explain a little bit about, you know, how we see this podcast being empowering and connecting to Comadreando as an empowering act, like for you as a personal experience. Yeah, for sure. So, so I feel like, wow, like this this has been like a beautiful episode. Like we're really covering like everything. (laughs) I know. Um, I'm like, I'm so like enlightened and empowered after this conversation. I hope y'all feel like that too. But I think for me, it's really important to recognize like what a, freaking process it's been for me to be able to sit here with you today Mm -hmm. and have this conversation right (laughs) and be honest and talk about Mm -hmm. things in our lives that exactly and I think you know some of your some sometimes I hear like people saying like nope like it's so good Gabby that you express yourself and it's and I feel like I need those positive affirmations because it's hard y'all so I do want to just kind of like you know, maybe me and Anna, we good at talking, like we could talk for days. Um, <laughs> but I do want to recognize that it's, <laughs> it's emotional labor. And it's like, it's growth. Like we, we're, we're, we're experiencing yeah. a lot of growth in learning how to express ourselves and how to share our stories. Um, and so I'll start by saying that, like, as a little kid, yeah. I was I was like a shy, quiet kid. Like when you look at pictures of me as a little kid, I'm always like sad girl vibes. Like I was always on brand since like the early days. Um, I didn't really smile. In, I don't know why. I don't even really smile in photos. Um, and I feel like once I started school and I started making like my little friends and I I was very quiet, but around certain people, I would become a chatterbox, right? Like, for example, with Anna right now. <laughs> so that be- quickly became an issue in school, right? Because obviously, like, I would be very chatty, but not with everyone. I would be only with, like, you know, specific people who I felt comfortable and safe with. Um, and it started becoming an issue where, like, yeah. you know, I remember one time, like, when I was in Mexico in school um my teacher like over there I think they're a little bit more savage like my teacher was like (laughs) she was like oh um you know like you're gonna go sit on the floor now Gabby over there in the corner by yourself because you're you're like talking too much or you're playing around too much okay so I had to like sit on the cold ass hard floor by myself like like shame over there um and then as I got older like when I was here in the U.S., like, I do remember, like, having, you know, my little teacher-parent conferences and the teachers just being like, oh, my God, Gabby's an amazing student, but sometimes she, like, talks too much. Um, like, that always seemed to be, like, coming up, you know? Yeah. And then like the I remember just being yeah. a very curious kid and just, like, asking all kinds of stuff. Like, I just wanted to know everything as a kid. And 
you know, sometimes that can be rude, I guess, if kids are too, like, chismositos. So I feel like I would hear, like, my parents would be like, ay, no seas tan preguntona, mm. like, don't be so, like, inquisitive, don't be asking so many questions. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so all of those. That adult. Yes, and, and all of those conflict. things kind of started just, like, putting me in a little box where, you know, I, whether people meant to tell me that or not, I understood it as like, I need to be given permission to speak um, or I need to be given permission to ask yeah. or I need to be acknowledged before I can share my opinion. Um, or even when I, when I was more like, I guess, closer to my teens and I was like more vocal and I was like, I don't agree with this or whatever. And just like, you know, my parents or family being like, nobody asked you, you know, or like, you know, who do you think you are? And like, just belittling like me having mm -hmm. a voice and me using that voice. Yeah. And so then like, as an adult, yeah. and I, I see this, I see some memes that dicen like, oh, like, how do lawyers argue without crying? And I think that's like, <laughs> yeah. And like, like that's as a little kid, like anytime, or as I was growing up, anytime that I like had to express myself, it was so overwhelming that sometimes I would just cry, you know, because I would, mm. I would be like nervous or overwhelmed. So I would just like <laughs> shut down and cry. And so, yeah. And so it's mm. like, just this whole, like we do this to children, right? We do this to little boys and little girls, but I think definitely a lot more mm -hmm. to little girls. Um, yeah. And so just being mindful of how we speak yes. to children and how, you know, there are kids who are very like corajudos and hot tempered and bossy okay, how do we help them to see that in a, in a more positive light, right? Um, and so recently, um, like I said, this has been an ongoing work of me trying to really own my voice and not be afraid of my voice and, like, love myself and accept myself. Um, and it's been really hard, y'all. Like, it's been work. Um, but recently... <laughs> Oh, we're so glad you're still Thank here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then just recently, we decided to um, participate in this video campaign on Instagram um, hosted by Brown Badass Bonita. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, the hashtag was Usa Tu Voz, Mija. Um, and if y'all check out the video, maybe we'll yes. reshare it as part of, you know, as part of promo for this episode. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, just like, like use your voice. And in, in that, in that, um, in our little video, Anna and I, you know, made a cute little collab. Yay! In COVID time. Guys. <laughs> I know people you have asked me like, how do you record? Are you like together? And I'm like, no, we're not. Technology is, is helping us. No. Um, but Amazing. yeah, just like yes. so many times, like we have something to say and it's just like stuck in our throat. Um. And and then the crying comes and then mm -hmm. we feel the shame and then we're defeated and then we give up and we're like, I can't, it's too much. Um, so we have to, we have to speak up yeah. and, and it's going to happen little by little and it's going to, like you only become confident in something by practicing it, you know? And so, so yeah, like I, I want to say that uh, to me, comadreando hour is like, you know, using my voice, like usa tu voz, mija. Aww. So for me, it's like, um, <clears throat> so this podcast, 
I already was doing a podcast prior, um, and that's how me and Gabby actually did our first podcast. I think we've talked about this before. Um, I was interviewing Gabby about her store, Sabora Me, that has sad girl vibes <laughs> all over it. If you want to check it out, guys. Yay! Yes, we just vibed, you know, and I've had instances, I think, especially when I went to my undergrad, um, where... I had these moments with women of color where we would meet up and we would just talk about everything going on because so much happens when we're in college that we sometimes can't grab a hold of it and it's really overwhelming. Um, so we were talking about like families, relationships, classes, jobs, scholarships, fucking anything to every organizing, protesting, um, and then maybe something national happening that's also bothering us as students of color, you know. Um, and I remember being in these spaces and finding so much peace and so much um, support and resources. And like I said, I, I wouldn't be in grad school if these women weren't telling me um, and giving me the resources like, oh, you want to, you know, file your financial aid or, even as a grad student or uh, <laughs> just stuff like you're like, oh, really? What? <laughs> uh, you can um, because, you know, I was an EOP student and as a grad student, you ne- you can't be an EOP anymore. It's only for undergrad. So that was one thing that I felt like very like shut out. I was so mad. I was like, but EOP should still help us, you know, and they're like, we don't got enough money or resources, girl, get out of here. And I was like, oh, man. Um, so if the university every is listening, level. y'all should be funding EOP and they should be helping grad students. Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, but that's for another time. <laughs> But I stay. Check out my other podcast uh, I'm part of inter- at Intersectional Conversation. Shout out. We talk about college and first gen. <laughs> Pero shout out, uh, plug in. Pero so everybody's like, oh my god, she's talking about all these podcasts. But honestly, it was hard to start. But once you do it with people, you feel safe and um, tr- you trust them, and you know that they don't have any uh, hidden agendas. It's so easy to come on here and do a podcast with you, you know, and with these other women I'm doing it with, um, because I don't feel like um, I have to be in fear, you know, because like I said, patriarchy makes us feel like, and and women do practice. Enforcing the rules of patriarchy. Mean to women, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, the other thing was that, you know, this does involve being more um, social media like mm-hmm. out there, which involves showing yourself. And um, and I think that was one of my the things I talked about in the, our first episode, which is I'm struggling with is showing myself. And mm-hmm. um, part Image. of it is body issues, you know, and body acceptance. And yes, and being like, OK, with where I'm at and um and I think you have been helping me because if you look at the page, I'm slowly making an entrance. But I'm sure if you looked at the page before, you'd be like, it looks like only one girl exists, yeah, you no. know? But, um, but I do exist and I'm here, but it's taking me, you know, mm-hmm. a little longer to have that comfort. But you do and have I think, that, um, you know, from what I hear you exists. saying is like learning how to um, take up space in these different spaces, right? Like, and now it's like, okay, we're in the digital realm. Like, what does mm-hmm. that look like? What? How does that feel safe for us? And yeah. 
yeah like how do we protect ourselves and how do we you know express ourselves and how do we get out there but then also how do we make sure you know that we are not exposing ourselves to you know something bad see so anyways what i'm trying to say gabby is that um if it wasn't for us feeling safe and comfortable i don't think Mm -hmm, i'd be able to mm -hmm. do this kind of podcast that we're doing you know um so i hope you guys are really enjoying it and if you are please let us know because we're still kind of in the dark we're we're getting good (laughs) positive feedback but very little so if it's good let us know leave some feedback follow us share us um all those things really help you know supporting us um share us on your stories stuff like that um because we really are trying to do something you know beneficial to our communities we're not just out here you know, doing a podcast <laughs> because we think it's cute. And also, why not? Cute, but, um, we also have a goal. Yeah, why not? Um, I saw that one of the hashtags um, that's popular mm-hmm. is Women of Color Podcast too. And the fact that that's a popping hashtag means that podcasts must be... And I'm new to podcasts. You know, oh so yeah, girl. I'm realizing maybe I feel like the really man, it'll white, like any you know, random like white podcast. dude can start a podcast and it's cool and like they have a following. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's raise up like people of color podcast. Yes, women of color. <laughs> well, guys, I think we're gonna cut it off right here. I think we went really deep and we went pretty, you know, political and came back to some emotional and our like and empowering. And we really hope in this journey of like ups and downs that that's life, you know, that um, at the end you're like, damn, I love my comadres Mm -hmm. or dang, I need to figure out my comadres, you know, because you need it, y'all, y'all need it. Like we need it. And and if this is your comadre space, then welcome. We love you already. Um, Just engage with us and we can, you know, give you all the love you're looking for because sometimes Mm -hmm. you are in places you just can't find these women or these people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to just be women, but sometimes you just can't find them. And I think that's why podcasts or like social media is so, um, there has this positive empowering part to it for people who are isolated, who are lonely, or who feel like outcasts, or who feel mm-hmm. alienated, and find mm-hmm. community. You know, and so we're here. Yes, so and we, we hope. You know, I know you. some of the topics we covered today are yes. challenging in the sense of like, whoa, like how am I contributing to some of these negative stereotypes, or you know, what can I do to challenge some of these stereotypes or challenge the people around me. So we hope that it also, you know, we hope you enjoyed it and you got some giggles and like warm and gushy feelings, but also just like, hopefully we planted a little seed, you know? Yes. And before we go, you already know, <laughs> subscribe to the magazine, go to latinoficaspeakmagazine.com, subscribe to uh, not only the magazine, but also follow our podcast, follow our pages on Instagram. The magazine is at Latina Chica Speaks. You can follow us, me and Gabby, at Comadreando Hour. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Latina Chica One. That's the magazine. You can follow us at Comadreando Hour, of course. Um, we have a Twitter for the magazine, Latina Chica One. We also have a Twitter for at Comadreando Hour. Um, our emails are latinachicaspeaks at gmail.com or comadreando or if you just want to talk to us hello at gmail.com we have various platforms that the podcast is in so if you're listening to this in a platform you're not used to or you don't like um, please check out our website click on podcast and see the 
I think we have seven platforms we're on and hopefully one of those is something you are that's your preference and that we will hear more from you or at least you will be listening <laughs> out there and giving us some good positive feedback um also um we have a donation link on our description. Um, we could not be doing this without y'all's donations, like buying things like microphones and and sound um, <laughs> soundproofing like, things, yeah, boxes so that we can have better sound. Yes, we are like me and Gabby are quite clear, and if you guys are already bright, like take a note, we do have worse quality at the beginning, but we're getting better, guys. Um, so if you want to support that sound quality or support um, just the quality overall, just, just yes. send us some money and we'll figure it out. We're working on an Amazon wish list. So if that's something you guys like better because you want to know what's coming, then we're going to get there. Um, my <laughs> wife's going to come in. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby, can you tell them yeah, where they can course. find you now? So take a look at her. She's going to be coming out with some cute stuff for this summer. Follow me, follow Saborami shop at underscore Saborami underscore on Instagram and visit our website at www.saboramishop.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until and thank next you so time. Much for listening. Until next time. Bye.